2019, I like to call it, Count 2019 is a great year already. Another year has begun. If I asked you at the beginning of this year what your favorite book of the Bible was, have you got one? Oh, I heard a few oohs. You're allowed to have favorites, you know, in the Bible. I bet you it wouldn't be one Chronicles, probably, because I, I mean, there's some great things in one Chronicles, don't, don't get me wrong, but the first few chapters of one Chronicles are pretty heavy going. Anyone notice that? Because it's a bit like this. Let me, let me read something to you here to get you on where I'm coming from. One Chronicles chapter four, the descendants of Judah, Perez, Hezron, Kami, Hur, and Shobel. I'm not sure about the next one. I think it's Reiah, son of Shoba, was the father of Jahath, and Jahath the father of Ahumai and Lahad. These were the clans of the Zorothites. These were the sons of Etam, Jezreel, Ishma, and Idbash. Their sister was named Hazalilipone. The sons of Helah, Zerath, Zohar, Ethnan, and Koz, who was the father of Anub and Hezabiba, and the clans of Ahahel, son of Haram. Do you know why 1 Chronicles is not my favorite now, you know? And, um, and it goes on like that. It's sort of some of the first few chapters particularly have just got lists of impossible to pronounce names. And it's pretty tough going. Who's glad their parents called, they, called you what they did now, right? Yeah. But let's go on. Because after that verse I just finished, there's a little passage which I love. And I know... I've preached from this passage numbers of times over the years because I love these verses. 1 Chronicles 4, verses 9 and 10. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Who thinks that's better? What we've actually got here in these two verses is a man's whole life summed up. That's pretty small, isn't it? Two verses, but actually he's done better than Hezrobabel and have a popple or whatever his name was. Because they only got their names mentioned that at least he has some things said about him. It's a better deal. But as brief as this account is, we can actually learn quite a lot from this man, Jabez. And as we start 2019, I think there are some things about his life and about his prayer which are going to help us journey through this year successfully. Who wants to join journey through 2019 successfully? Let's have a look, a look at it briefly this morning. Firstly, his life. I almost said his wife. I'm not sure if he had one, but his life. Number one, he stood out from the crowd. It says Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. What a great thing to have to say about someone. Don't you think if it was the end of his life and they got up at his funeral or they wrote on his tombstone, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. What a great thing. And I've been looking on the internet again the last couple of days at some unusual things that are put on people's gravestones. Look at this one from the USA. Here lies the body of our Anna, done to death by a banana. It wasn't the fruit that laid her low, but the skin of the thing that made her go. <laughs> it's really there. Look at this one in England. Here lies the father of 29. He would have had more, but he didn't have time. Wow. <laughs> 29 children. Goodness me. 
wouldn't have time for much at all. Look at this one. This is a bit more serious. Reader, I've left this world in which, in which, sorry, I'll start again because it doesn't make any sense otherwise. Reader, I've left this world in which I had a world to do, sweating and fretting to get rich, just such a fool as you. Man, that's a sobering one to have on someone's. I wonder if his best enemies put that there for him. What about King David? A man after God's heart. What about Enoch? He walked with God. What about Jabez? Man who was honorable, more honorable than his brothers. What a great thing to say about a man. I'd li- I think I'd like to meet him, wouldn't you? He stood out in the crowd. He was someone that you'd notice. He didn't conform to peer pressure around about him. What a great reason to be remembered. And for 2019, what a good thing to be remembered about us that we were people that stood out in the crowd for good reasons, not for bad ones. But the reason he stood out from the crowd originally was quite a different one because the second point about his life is he had disadvantages to overcome. And one big disadvantage was right from his birth. His mum gave him this name which might sound all right to you, but it's actually an atrocious name because it means he causes pain. In fact, the word for Jabez is exactly the same sounding word as the single word pain in Hebrew. And mum's reason for calling him that was because when he was born, she had pain. Who's glad that our mums didn't use that reason to give us our name? Otherwise, we all have the same pain, isn't it? uh, The same name. Isn't that right, mums? Some of you like your names, but how would you like to be called pain? And every time you heard that name, you would cringe because you're being reminded that you've been given this name. You know, it's time to get up, pain. Go to school now, pain. Have you had your breakfast yet, pain? Have you done your homework? You know, what a stigma attached to that name. That sure made him stand out from the crowd. Jabez isn't mentioned here because he had all the, everything going for him and was born in the right family and had every advantage in life. But he's really mentioned here for us because he's somebody who had great difficulties to overcome, disadvantages that he could have had to hold him back the rest of his life. And he's overcome them in his life and somehow managed to turn it all around and then be listed here as someone to be remembered who was more honorable than all the others. How cool is that? And thirdly, he was a man of faith. Jabez had a choice to make. With this disadvantage, he could sit back for the rest of his life, let it disadvantage him and put him back in things, have a victim mentality, or he could win through in faith and make a go of it. And I think that all of us can identify in some ways with this. Maybe not the name, but you know, we all face similar choices in our lives. Our backgrounds Maybe you weren't born into the greatest family. I don't know. Maybe failures you've made. Maybe mistakes you've made. Bad choices through the years. Sin. Things that have happened that can be hindrances to us. And when we often, when you often in our lives need to make a choice about these things, to leave them behind us, no matter what they might be. I love it that God loves to take flawed, broken, imperfect, ordinary garden variety people like you and me and make something wonderful out of our lives that brings him glory and honor. I bet you're pleased about that too. I love chapter 11 of Hebrews. It's one of my chapters I like. 
Because in it, it lists great people of faith. And you see a list of people like Abraham and Sarah and Gideon and David and, and so on and so on. But the list doesn't give us the full story. Because the background story is that Abraham lied. Sarah laughed in unbelief. Gideon hid out of fear. And David committed adultery and a lot of other things that he did. They, they all sinned. But are those things mentioned or listed in chapter 11 alongside their names? No, not at all. These people are listed there because of their faith and how God worked in their lives. Because with God, it's not how we start that matters. Isn't that right? It's how we finish. And God can take us and he can transform us no matter how dark or shady our past might seem. And that can be left behind us because of the cross of Jesus Christ. And maybe this first Sunday in 2019, you've come to the service and you're going, I've never yet surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. What a wonderful thing to do on the first Sunday of 2019 if that's you today. Oh, Paul, I've, I've got skeletons in my cupboard. Why on earth are they in your cupboard? Get them out of there and bury them where they belong. Because your sin has been buried with Christ. You're raised to fullness of life in Him. God's not interested in what you were or who you were. He's interested in who you are now and what you are now and who you're going to be in the future. Because God can take you. He knows you, your potential, and who He wants you to be. And people might have given up on some of you here today. But I want to tell you, God never gives up on us. He loves us, continues to pour into us that we might become the people He wants us to be. And Jabez here inspires us as someone who got hold of that truth. He was a man of faith. And fourthly, he was a man of prayer. It tells us that Jabez cried out to God. In fact, I think that was the real key to his change. We can learn from this prayer because, not the exact words, but I believe there are some keys in this prayer that are important, important for us in this 2019 year to pray if we're ready to receive everything God has in store for us. Let's look at his prayer then briefly. First part of Jabez's prayer said, Lord, bless me. Bless me. If you've been around this church long enough, you know that's not a wrong prayer to pray, right? Because God loves to bless us. It's part of his nature. It's a great prayer to pray. But just to make sure that we're not being selfish in praying this way, every blessing God has for us has a twofold purpose. Number one, to bless us. But number two, then to make sure that we use the blessing He's given us to bless somebody else, right? Because we are blessed to be a blessing. That's the heart of God. It's clearly revealed in the Bible right from the first book in the Bible, Genesis, where God says, "You, I will bless you and you will be a blessing and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. But let me ask you this question this morning. How can you be a blessing if you're not blessed first? But then how can God continue to bless you if, if he does bless you, then you're not blessing others with the blessing he has first given you? You get the deal, right? So what a great prayer for 2019. Lord, bless me so I can be a blessing. First, second thing he played, prayed, played, prayed, yeah, okay, I should have washed my tongue this morning. Enlarge me, enlarge me. That's the wrong way to say that joke, isn't it, Jill? You've got it, you've got it off pad, it's 
you washed your tongue this morning and can't do anything with it. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, I knew that was something like that. Enlarge me. Enlarge me, Lord. You know what this is really saying? Don't let me stay where I am. Don't let me get complacent. I want to go on. I want to expand. I want to have a bigger capacity in my life. It's, it's sort of saying things like this. Enlarge my faith to believe for more, Lord. Enlarge my heart to love more. Enlarge my vision to see greater possibilities. Enlarge my concern for the unchurched and the once churched and the world that you love. Enlarge my desire for you, Lord, and so on and so on. It's, and don't let me get complacent and self-satisfied during 2019, Lord. It's that sort of prayer. And God agrees with prayers like that, I believe. Isaiah 54 is a well-known couple of verses for many of you. It's, it says this, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Now, some people are already on holiday in their tents, but this is what they were living in back then. So it might say today, you know, get your house expanded, get the beams prepared, get more structure put in place, put some more steel supports in, don't hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Or if you're sitting that way, it's to the, yeah, right and to the left. The New Living Translation says it this way, you will soon be bursting at the seams. So what is it saying? It's saying, Lord, enlarge me. It's, it's an important prayer for the start of the year because I think this verse tells us here in Isaiah, God is saying, enlarge, ask me to enlarge your spirit because I want to do stuff in and through you that if you don't have enlargement first, you're not going to be ready for it and you won't be able to contain it and you will have a greater capacity to handle the things I have for you in 2019, says the Lord. I think we've got to get hold of those things sometimes. He wants to entrust us with greater and with more. We have to prepare our hearts for that so God can do it through us. You know, I was thinking about this year as I was getting ready this morning. And you know, for some of you, 2019 is your year. Some of you, it really, some of us, this is the year when you need to step up and believe God for greater things. Some of you have been waiting for something to happen for a long time. I believe if you preach out to God this year, God is going to do that for you. Some of you, blessing will come this year in greater way. And God will give you blessing this year because he wants you to be a greater blessing than you've already been in the past. This is your year. For some of you, you know what I'm talking about today in your work and in your business and your family, this is the year God wants to expand something and create something wonderful that you've been believing for. Get your heart ready for what God wants to do because God wants to give you more than you can ever think or imagine or even dare to believe because He is God. So enlarge our hearts, Lord, in 2019. Third thing He prayed was, let your hand be with me. Jabez was really in our language, probably saying this, Lord, I, we've sung it this morning, Lord, I long for your presence. Moses said the same thing in Exodus 33. He says, Lord, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. What a great way to start a new year too, by asking God's presence in everything you do this year. Because I know every year is like this, isn't it? There's going to be some big decisions you've got to make this year. Life will be filled with lots, many, many small decisions, but there'll be some big decisions you'll need to make. And, and, and if you're making important decisions, you really shouldn't make them without first asking God for his presence and his hand to guide you to make the right choice. Isn't that right? 
Let your hand, let your presence, Lord, be with us. We long for your presence in a greater way in 2019. And the fourth thing he asked was, keep me from harm. Many translations say the word evil there. Keep me from evil. It's really a bit like the, a bit like the Lord's Prayer. Deliver us from evil. In other words, it's not really asking God to keep troubles away, but it's really saying, Lord, when trouble comes in my life, help me not to let it eat at me and eat away at my faith and undermine my trust in you. And, it, and it's sort of saying, God, when I'm tested and when the problems come and when temptations come, then help me to be strong to withstand those temptations. Deliver me from evil. Keep me from evil. Don't let me stumble. And there's great news for this in Jude, verse 24 and 25, where it says, To him who is able to keep you from stumbling. I love that. My grandmother used to quote this to me all the time when I was young. She said it, and it was in a different language, and different translation. To Abel, him who was able to keep you from falling and present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. Isn't that a wonderful thing? God is able to keep us in the midst of temptation and trial and things that come. God is able to keep us from stumbling. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. So keep me from harm. Keep me from evil. Number five, last thing he prays. I will be free from pain. What an awesome culmination of his faith-filled prayer. It's a declaration, really. I will be free from pain. He's not just talking about physical pain here. Jabez really is declaring that he's been set free from the stigma of his past. The stigma of his name has been broken. He's declaring, Lord, I'm free from my past, and by your power it will never have hold over me again. And I love the last five verse, words of verse 10. And God granted his request. Don't you like that? And God granted his request. His mother had passed on the pain to the next generation by the name she gave him. But God broke the hold of it over Jabez in response to his faith. And I believe every time now he heard his name called as, he, as his prayer God, he prayed and God has granted his request. Now every time he hears his name called and notice God didn't change that name, instead of it reminding of the stigma of his name and the shame attached to it, it now continually reminds him of the grace of God in his life. And here we are, 6th of January, is that right? 2019. I want to ask this this morning. Is there something you need to leave behind from last year or the year before? Is there something you need to put behind you? Is there something you need to deal with? Is there something that needs to be put right from last year? Are there things that are reminding you of your failure to do so and holding you back? Let them go this morning. Let them go. By faith, see them 
dealt with at the cross of Jesus Christ. Release them to the grace of God. Let's just take a moment to close our eyes right on that point. Can we do that? Ask the Holy Spirit to just bring quickly to the surface. Don't go deeply trying to find something. But if you know this morning there's something that's holding you back or something that hasn't been put right from this last year that you want to just today bring to Jesus, let the grace of God flow over it and let it go. And then make it an offering of surrender today. Secondly, what do you have to be thankful for for 2018? What do you have? Instead of making that an offering of sef- sorry, an offering of surrender, make it an offering of thanksgiving. Things to be thankful for for 2018. And lastly, what are you believing for for 2019? Maybe asking the Lord right now to pop something in your heart that you're going to hold on to and believe God to do in you and through you to bless you and to bless other people around. What is that? As the music team comes back, we just stand together for a moment and I want us to do something. I know some people find this a little bit strange. If we stand on the screen, I just want us together. I've put some words up here as a beginning of the 2019 prayer to pray. And I want us to do it out loud. And when I say out loud, I mean I want to hear it, all right, as well. So. I know God hears our whispers and he hears our hearts and he hears our thoughts. But it's good for us to declare things with our mouths, isn't it? Can we do this together? We're going to pray this prayer together. Lord, bless me. Lord, enlarge me. Lord, let your presence be with me. Lord, keep me from evil. And I will be free from everything that would hold me back. Let's do it again. Lord, bless me. Lord, enlarge me. Lord, let your presence be with me. Lord, keep me from evil. And I will be free from everything that would hold me back. Put your hand on the shoulder of someone near you. Would you do that? And we're going to change the words slightly. They might just be appropriate. Change the word to them. Change the word to them. I know it's not up there, but we're going to do it anyway. Is that all right? Here we go. Lord, bless them. Lord, enlarge them. Lord, let your presence be with them. Lord, keep them from evil, and they will be free from everything that would hold them back. Let's do that one more time. Lord, bless them. Lord, enlarge them. Lord, let your presence be with them. Lord, keep them from evil, and they will be free from everything that would hold them back. Father, we thank you this morning. That's your desire for us too. 
Now, Lord, you want us to be blessed that we might be a blessing. Lord, you want to enlarge our hearts to be ready to do what you want to do in us and through us this year. Lord, that you're, you know, we know that when we cry out to you, you long for your presence to be with us in greater dimensions and greater ways. And Lord, you want to keep us from falling. And you do do that. And Lord, you want to set us free from all things that would hold us back from being everything you want us to be. We thank you for that today, Lord, in Jesus' name. We're going to sing a song which we only learned about, I think, two or three weeks ago. Could hear again. It's got some words which I know that some of us are thinking about. Is this theologically correct? It's good that we think, isn't it? It talks about, I'm not enough unless you come. Will you meet me here again? And, and I know that we say, well, the presence of God is always with us, and he's in us, and the Holy Spirit is in us. But you know, there is a dimension of God where there are times when the manifest presence of God is something where his active presence is around us collectively, where he wants to do something in our lives. You know what that is? So this is what this song is saying. It's not saying, God, you've left me, and I want your presence again. It's saying, we're together. We want the manifest presence. We want the presence of God to be real in our midst. We want you to be with us. You can do something actively in our hearts. And so this, this song is asking for that. It's saying, God, I want you to move in my heart again. I want to be more open to you that you might touch my life again. Because all I want is all you are. I'm not enough unless you come. And I think it fits in a little bit with Jabez. He realized he couldn't do it without the presence of God. But he was going to go on because he knew that he had the presence of God. But let's sing that song together, shall we? Thanks, team.